We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Welcome back to the program. This is Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hittnergroup.com, H-I-T-T-N-E-R group.com. Hittnergroup.com. Coming to you from the legendary Rack Shack Barbecue Studio in Egan, Minnesota. Get to the Rack Shack to go.com. Rack Shack to go.com. Get the best food of your life. Order it up to be delivered to the house or pick it up at the restaurant, your choice. Okay, we're talking with Randy Buffy from Buffy Design. We're talking about his journey in architecture. He's gone off on his own now, went through the University of Minnesota, got his degree, had lots of side jobs going on, decided to go on your own. Um, how does that work from a business standpoint? And I'm just curious how you built your business, your trade, your practice. Is it all referral-based? Did you do any marketing at all? Or how do people find you? Well, if you think about a family tree, somewhere there's a great-great-grandma-grandpa at the root of that tree. And my root was knowing Norman Ackerberg. And you, if you drive around Minneapolis, you may have seen their signs, the Ackerberg Group. And I designed a home for him um, for a developer who was on Mount Curve overlooking downtown Minneapolis. Now, how did you get that relationship? Well, I had designed uh, 450 units of housing next to Bandana Square for the Wilder Foundation way back then. And they had a, a, a couple of people that wanted to build market rate housing, which really wasn't what Wilder Foundation did. And so they're elderly housing and a lot of outreach and that kind of thing. And so... The idea was they build market rate housing, and now you got a stream of income that you can keep putting into the sure. pot to do the goodwill that that Wilder Foundation wanted to do. Well, that's how I met uh, the developer who was doing these six townhomes on Mount Curve, and there were three pairs of townhouse, and it was a fascinating experience because I had just finished building my house, so you can I'm three years out of college, mm-hmm. right? And back then, thirty, well, that was eighty. It was 89. Back then, these homes were all between a million and a million two. That's a lot of money back then. Yeah, wow. it was. And for a townhouse. Yeah. Wow. And so, Norman... And you're on your own at this time. No, no, no. I was okay, working for uh, the Runyon Vogel Group. Yep. Um, and, you know, things move around. Like, yep. David Runyon was your, my original boss, and his guy who he started his firm with, Gary Vogel, tagged along with him. And the next thing you know, they became partners. Um, Dave was getting ready to retire, so that firm morphed in with, uh, became BKV. The V is the Vogel from, you know, and Dave Runyon, you know, shortly after that retired. But um, let's see, where were I going? What was I going with? You were doing the townhomes. Oh, so I did that. And so that's how I met Norman. And uh, I... (laughs) His son was the same age as me, and he lived in Santa Monica, and he bought a home over on Oak Ridge Golf Course over in Hopkins and wanted to do a total makeover. And so Norman connected me up with his son, and we did what now would be a Zoom call, but we were just doing them on the phone. And I sure. would, every week I would send them 
a box that had model or samples or drawings or whatever, and then we would have our conversation. And so 90% of those phone calls, we weren't even face-to-face, mm-hmm. which is yeah. really fascinating way to do a project. Um, I'm not used to that because single-family homes are a really emotionally encouraged design yeah. environment. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's very personal, and it's really great to be able to sit across the table and read the person, mm-hmm. you know, so you make sure you make that emotional connection and also that the design decisions are being made in line with where it is that they want to see their home go. And so Norman referred me to somebody and then that person connected me because their interior designer happened to be Billy Beeson, who has always been a heavy hitter in the design world, Uh, you know, works with the pole ads. I mean, high-level clientele, well, I got to know Billy through that process and he referred me to another project and you can just imagine yeah and so for 30 years i have all been referral based i i i've never advertised or anything wow. everything has been word of mouth mm-hmm. and so like so many things in business you try to do whatever you can to wow the client right things that are unexpected or mm. you know and what, you know, like, is, and what is that in your field, though? Well, I mean, it's the stuff. It's the little emotional things. Like, I remember I was working on a, a remodel of a house over on in South Minneapolis on Minneapolis Creek, and we happened to comment that everybody had these really fun socks. It was in the wintertime, so everybody took their shoes off when we walked into their home. And so I took a photo looking down of all four of us. Everybody had these multicolored socks, and... So at some point, I framed that and said, this is what a great design meeting looks like. You know, sort of whimsical and this great memory and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or It's just stuff like that that ends up on the wall mm. in their home because they remembered that and they remembered they related it to the fun process and, mm. you know, just how fun, you know, we laugh a lot and hug a lot in my design meetings and so it's very personal and so... I've been blessed with being into a pool of really great people, and it's the birds of a feather thing. Mm-hmm. If you have people that right. are, right. you know, not easy to get along with, well, I don't want to take a referral from them. I only, you know, because nice people hang out with nice people, and right. lots of nice people. Hang yeah. out with not so nice people. Mm-hmm. I, that's a nice way to phrase yeah. it, I guess. But mm. um, And it's been a fabulous ride. I have been so blessed with just amazing clients that... When I interview, you know, I'll bring my laptop and we'll go through and they can see the range of architectural responses, whether it's a Tudor or it's a contemporary or it's an Aspen Mountain House or whatever it is. And I always liken it to in the interview, we're on one side of the shore of the lake and we're going to push away from the dock and I have no preconception of where we're going to hit the shore on the other side. Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is going to look like. And not every client has that kind of temperament. Mm. And so... The ones that sign on with me, and I had a pretty high closing rate, probably 95% of the time I interviewed, they're like, that really had an interesting story as to how you mm-hmm. interpreted this person's site and their life and everything. So, it's And sto- I've always thought, well, the clients, I never asked them, but I always was kind of curious. I wonder if they're thinking, I got to hire Randy so I can hear what he inter- how he interprets my story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're. It, do you hear the storytelling yes, I do. piece of it, Keith? Yeah. I bet you're just fabulous at telling stories as you're doing the design. As you hear Keith's story, you'll right. design, you'll, yeah, I, it's no quite, it's yeah. so easy to understand why. Especially so something with right? a personal residence. Yeah. You know, a, 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 a commercial building for a business, that's a story there too. 
of whatever message and that the and or or uh, uh, public outreach that that business wants to present. But a personal residence when you come home at night, that's that has to be very intuitive about how it is that mm-hmm. you perceive that place when you come home, how you live there, how right. your family interacts there, and, and all those things for especially in a home of substance for generations to come. Right. Do you feel like you're are you a are you a particular style more than another or no, are you not at all or are you if you understand the, what I call the emotional content of spaces what does it feel like to stand in a Santa Monica bungalow or what does it feel like to stand in a warm contemporary on a sunny day and mm-hmm. and you know maybe on what was the Lake word Minnetonka? in there emotional what <clears throat> content. content and if you understand the materiality and what's light, what's dark, what's shiny, how does the light and air move through the space, um, what, what's the materiality? And those selections all inform that whole emotional piece that makes it feel like here is cherry wall paneling in a wonderful bungalow style mm-hmm. house. If You don't need to – if you're designing for that, you can hit it every time. Mm-hmm. But when you get caught up in a style or right. architecture is so fashion conscious, you know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you get a talented person who has an original idea and their work is about ideas. Yeah. They uh, they come up with something interesting, you know, like the last five years, everything has been this blade that's like an L, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you see it right. on apartment right. buildings, right. you see it everywhere. Right. It's like, well. Okay, that was an interesting idea five years ago, but right. now it's like commonplace. Over. And it's mm. it's the same thing. Like I would find wonderful granite someplace that hasn't been seen before. I remember 30 years ago, or Labrador Green was a great choice because it had this depth. Well, then all the builders started seeing it, and the next thing you know, it became commonplace. So mm-hmm. now, we're you know, it's like, boom, as soon as that's commonplace, I'm off and moving on to a different direction are you only minnesota or are you are you national or how do you national i've been i've done condo work down in florida i've done a new home in uh, boulder colorado did another new home in snowmass uh been in the you know just north of san francisco uh did a new home there um, right now, uh, I just interviewed for a house on the summit, which is in Summerlin, which skirts the west side of Las Vegas. And Las Vegas is a really interesting place because in the desert, you're running from the sun, mm-hmm. whereas in Minnesota, you're running towards yeah, the sun. And the sun is such, it really, I mean, it does so, so much for your sense of well-being and your disposition, your attitude, and people just brighten up in mm-hmm. Minnesota in the mm-hmm. sun. And so how do you shade and how do you refract light and interpret the movement of the sun in a different way in the desert is a completely different response which is really fascinating to me so how do you we do keith we have to why don't you take us out to break and then let's just continue because i'm not i'm not done with questions okay very good this is your real estate shock talk randy's going to stay for segment three yeah Woohoo! can't wait we'll be right back Get that 